Good morning. It is Monday, May the 22nd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is a new day. It's a new week. It's a new chapter of Romans. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin the day and the week with a prayer of consecration, a prayer of honing our attention on Jesus Christ and offering up ourselves. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our entry today is called, What Jesus Left Behind in the Tomb. Our text is Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Hear now the word of the Lord. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. The Word of the Lord. My gosh, it's unbelievable to me how clear and compelling this revealed Word from God is. Now consider this. There are two competing sites in the ancient city of Jerusalem which compete for the prize of being the place of the cross and the empty tomb. If you go there, you will undoubtedly visit both sites. The first is known as the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. It is a massive cathedral-like building which meanders across the space of what feels like a small city block. Inside the cathedral is the place the authorities say, the place where Jesus was crucified on the cross. Nearby in the cathedral is the empty tomb. Interestingly, the place feels like neither. Across town, actually outside the gates of the old city, is the other site, 
known as the Garden Tomb. There's a rocky crag there on which you can trace the contours of a skull, i.e. Golgotha, and nearby there is an ancient cave-like tomb cut into the side of a small hill, complete with a large stone next to the mouth of the cave. This has all the feels of the place, and yet less verification as the authentic site. All this to say, I have been in both empty tombs, and both hold enormous gravitas. Most of the emphasis over all the centuries has gone into the focus of the fact that the tomb is empty. It's true. The tomb could not hold the risen body of Jesus Christ. He is not there, nor are his bones. In another sense, however, it is not empty. It is quite full. It is filled with the sin of Adam and all the sins of all the saints from all the ages. As Jesus was crucified on the cross, he took on himself, in his body, the sin of Adam and the sins of the world, past, present, and future. Further, as Jesus' body was laid in the tomb, the sin of Adam and all the sins of the world, past, present, and future, were laid there in his body. We, our sin and our sins, both crucified and buried Jesus. They did not kill Jesus. We did. And, of course, we includes them, too. As Jesus rose from the dead, he left the sin and the sins in the grave, buried, dead, lifeless, forever. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. Our sin and our sins are buried in a tomb outside of the city gates in old Jerusalem. They are dead, rotten, and ever-rotting, dead to us, dead to eternity, forever dead and buried. They have no life, no power, no gravity, but that we accede to them, which is an utter absurdity and only betrays the reality that we have a very inadequate understanding of the death and resurrection. Of Jesus. This is Paul's point in the opening salvo of Romans 6. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? When Jesus was laid in the tomb, we were laid there with him, our old self, our old life, our sin, capital S, and our little s sins. 
when Jesus rose from the dead, we rose with him. Our new self, our new life, free from sin and delivered from death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We have many and varied understandings of what Christian baptism is and what it means. Paul gives us the ground zero definitive picture of it here in Romans 6. Death, burial, resurrection, right here and right now. Baptism is not a symbolic rite of passage as we are so prone to believe. It is a literal, living participation in the real, physical, and embodied deliverance of Jesus Christ from sin and death into life and love, which is freedom. I fear we have largely missed the point when it comes to baptism. We have majored on the minors while debating over the trivialities. Baptism is first and foremost about Jesus' death, Jesus' burial, and Jesus' resurrection. He went to the cross and carried our sin and our sins. They carried his lifeless body, murdered by sin and sins, and laid him in the tomb. Our sin and our sins and our old life was buried in the literal tomb in Jerusalem. Jesus was raised from the dead, and as he ran out of that grave, our new life, our freedom from sin, and delivered from death life, ran out with him. And we are still running free from sin and full of faith in newness of life today. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Reflect deeply on this today, because it is going to get a lot deeper tomorrow and the day after that. The prayer. Our Father, how we thank you for your Son, Jesus, who took on our sin and our sins in his physical body. He took them and us with them into the tomb, and he rose from the dead and took us with him, leaving our sin and our sins behind in the grave forever. Holy Spirit, bring our own baptism back before our memory. Open the eyes of our heart to see what really happened there. 
bring us into the depths of remembrance such that we understand it beyond what we did before, that we were buried with him into death in order that we might be raised with him into life. Give us the vision to see our sin and our sins left behind in that tomb in Jerusalem forever, dead to us and we dead to them. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, are you beginning to see baptism from a fresh angle here? Are you seeing what actually happened in baptism? Are you ready to rise up into your baptism in a renewed and revivified and empowered fashion? You actually are dead to sin, and sin is dead to you. You actually can stay in it no longer. It is time. Wake up, sleeper. And rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. The hymn. Okay, I've heard so much feedback from last week's And Can It Be Hymn Festival. I'm going to declare another hymn festival this week. This is another big, majestic hymn. All hail the power of Jesus' name got six verses. We're going to do verses one and two today and pick up a new verse each day going forward. It's hymn number 279 in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. And let's sing it with a spirit of exuberant praise. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Let oh my goodness! I immediately <laughs> launched. I launched into the diadem version. That's not what I intended to do. Okay, we'll get. We'll do that another time. We're going to sing this in the what's called a coronation version. Probably be more familiar to most of you. Okay, we're going to start again. I just love that diadem. All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Ye seed of Israel's chosen race, ye ransomed from the fall. Hail him who saves you by his grace, and crown him Lord of all, hail him who saves you by his grace, and crown him Lord of all. Amen.
Well, let me close today with a bit, a short PS. Um, you know, for starters, in the in the email today, we've got the link. If you if you missed our Ascension Day Asbury Revival outpouring meeting we held on Zoom last Thursday night, if you missed it, you'd like to watch about an hour and fifteen minutes. We had about five hundred of you uh, turn up for that time, and it was powerful. But the link is in today's email if you would like to watch that. Now, there's a next step we want to put before you. Dan Wilt, you remember Dan Wilt. He's now Dr. Dan Wilt. And me are going, I should say, and I, I'm sorry, Meemaw, I'm sorry. And I, Dan Wilt and I are going to be leading a course this summer. It's going to be one of our classic sort of three Monday nights, 90-minute sessions. It's going to be part of our Awakening Essential series. We've never done this one before, but it's called How to Receive an Outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about what we've been learning from the outpouring in Wilmore, Kentucky. What wisdom have we been gleaning for for ordinary Christians like us, for families, for churches, for cities even? And um, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be rich, inspiring, practical, and it'll be powerful. And then get this, in the interest of expanding participation as broadly as possible, we're not going to put a price on it. You can see all the details at the link in today's email, and I hope you'll explore it. This will be happening in July, but go ahead and sign up because it actually could, we could run out of seats on it. But uh, this would be great for if you're doing any kind of summer study in your local church, this could be a good option and certainly just good for anybody at home, wherever you are. Okay, friends, that's it for today. It's Monday, and we've got to jump out there with our seeds. Today, I will sow the extravagance of the gospel everywhere I go and into everyone I meet. That's the love of Jesus. You're carrying it in your pocket. He lives in your heart, and he's looking for opportunities through your life today. I'll be looking for you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 